back to The Reluctant Cruise, a One Piece Rewatch podcast. My name is Brian, and with me is Steve. Let's get spooky, people. Also with us is Slash. It is time for fish and t-shirts. So you see, we usually timestamp our episodes, but if you paid attention last time, we said it was October 1st, and now it is... Actually, now it's ruined because it's October 2nd. No longer the first of the month, so don't cash your check. Well, yeah, so we're doing our first double recording. Gives us a week off, if you will. Although I still need to edit these at some point. (laughs) Nothing has changed in terms of how hot it is since the last recording. Very hot. I'm sweating slightly less. I'm sweating through jeans. It's fucking terrible. I hate it. It's a struggle tweet. (laughs) Why don't we get started the recap? Episode 31. The worst man in the Eastern Seas. Fishman pirate Arlong. So, last time, we had our friends. They took off. They got Sanji with them. And they're all sailing away. Because we gotta catch Nami now. So, uh, it is Luffy, Sanji, and then Yosaku. Chilling. On their small little ship and Luffy's kind of just having like a daydreamy moment he's excited about the grand line he's like yeah I gotta I gotta cook now every everything's gonna be okay we're gonna find Nami all that good stuff but Yusaku seems a lot more worried he's like Luffy don't be so naive not only is going to the grand line dangerous but the person in question who has I guess taken Nami or that Nami is at least searching for is the infamous fishman named Arlong and his crew. If you will recall, a couple episodes prior when we had kind of just started off at the Barati, uh, when Luffy and Ko had gone inside, um, Nami and then Johnny and Yosaku were on the ship. And uh, Nami was looking through a bunch of bounty posters that she was hoping to pick up, but she became fixated on Arlong's bounty post. And they thought... Like, ah, she's a treasure hunter. She's just looking for high bounties, right? Eh, not quite it, though. We'll find out her association sooner than later. But Yusaku starts to talk about, you know, who is Arlong and why is he actually one of the stronger forces in the East Blue? You know, like, Don Krieg is a lot of talk, but Arlong's the real deal. Um, So, yeah, Arlong is a fishman, which uh, this is the first time we've actually more or less had the different race of individual, the fishmen, introduced into us. I wouldn't say, don't think of them just as, like, like merman people. Just think of them as humans who are maybe, like, three times as strong as the average human based on, like, the general build and strength and different features. But we'll learn more about them going forward. So anyway, Arlong is one such fishman who is infamous for causing destruction wherever he goes, and doing whatever the hell he wants with his pirate crew. There's a whole subplot to that. But um, Luffy isn't even paying attention, though. He said, he's like, hey, Sanji, I'm hungry. Can you cook? And the reason Sanji's so excited about this quest currently is like, hey, he wants to get Nami back, because Sanji, if we haven't figured out, one of his weaknesses is he's pretty much the world's One Piece's biggest simp. So... He uh, is clearly only thinking about Nami right now. But he's like, yeah, I guess I'll go cook. So anyway, while this is happening, Luffy draws what he thinks to be is a fishman. And it pretty much just looks like some shit out of Spongebob or something really goofy where he literally just drew a fish and put two legs on it on the bottom. And he's like, what the hell? And Yosaku's like, come on, man, you got to take this serious. But like, Sanji's cooking up and he's just laughing at all the drawings that Luffy's doing. But anyway, flashback continues. And then... Yosaku talks a little more about the dangers of the Grand Line, aka the Pirate Graveyard, which not only will you meet Fishmen, but uh, there are actually three major powers that more or less keep the Grand Line in check. And one of the important and strongest ones are the Shichibukai, or the Seven Warlords. Essentially, these are seven very strong pirates who are sort of backed by the government. They're basically just acting as agents for hire at that point. It's really weird. Um, But hey, 
We've already met one of them, and that is Mr. Dracul Mihawk, the big sword himself. He is one of the seven warlords, so we have seen the power gap that such an individual might hold over other fellow pirates on the same seas. But another Shibukai, at least at this point in time, would be Jinbei, um, who is a fisherman and the leader of a group known as the Sun Pirates, where Arlong and many of his crew were actually part of this crew at some point. But they all splintered off and they made the Arlong Pirates. So kind of think of them as the uh, the wolf pack. And Jinbei is like the NWO, basically, if you want to make a terrible wrestling pull. But anyway, um, there are all sorts of powerful goobers wrapped up in the Shichibukai. And hey, guess what? We'll meet them all at some point, so don't you worry. And he goes on to say that even... Uh, you know, Jinbei is even more lethal than Arlong in terms of pure strength and prowess, but they're both pirates who rival each other. So this is, this is no joke. And once Arlong splintered off and did his own thing, he came to East Blue and he's conquered a lot of villages. Uh, and he has his whole, his, his whole fortress set up on this island in which this is where Nami has gone to. So anyway, Luffy still doesn't care. He's drawing dumb fish pictures. Sanji's just kind of laughing and also wondering what it'd be like to meet a mermaid, which, hey, guess what? Maybe that happens in the future. Who knows? Sanji goes on cooking, and everyone's just kind of having a good time for the moment. Now we cut back to Nami, who is pretty much right at the doorstep of Arlong Park. But she's still sailing the going merry, and despite clearly going here with intent, she's also just very nervous to come back to her hometown. But we finally get a nice pan-up shot after that of Arlong himself, this this massive fishman of man. He is actually one of my favorite earlier character designs because he's got a really cool shark razor fin nose. He wears a Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned, and he's got flip-flops and board shorts on. So this guy is just like, he's ready for his day at the beach. I I, I like plenty of the fishman's designs, but he is talking with a Marine captain. This is pretty much just you. This is a fish version of you. It is. I was looking at him and I realized I really wanted his shirt, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so Arlong, we cut to him and his crew who kind of have their own little like poolside hangout like beach cabana aesthetic going on at their big fortress. They're talking with this Marine captain who um, they have paid as kind of, you know, maybe not, it, it's sort of a reverse Chibikai kind of situation. They're paying the Marines in order to like, you know, get off our backs and it's just their, their deal they have. So some dirty cop shit. Yeah, so he, he he's having a conversation with, I think, Nizumi is this Marine captain's name. And they're chilling, but even this Marine captain, he's got a bit of a shudder for the fishman, and he's watching his back, and he's like, no, no, thank you for having me. And then so Arlong is still like, uh, he calls on one of his fish crew, whose name is Hachan, which is, his name is a bit of a pun, because the, the way that you say the number eight is Hachi, and this person is an octopus. So there you go. He also, like, ferries people around in, like, a giant pot. I don't understand that. Is that's like, a some sort of a weird folklore thing that has flown over our heads because not our culture. But uh, regardless, he ferries uh, the Marines back to their boat that's hidden off the coast as well um, in his little, like, travel pot in the water. But as the Marine captain goes away, he's just like, oh, he... You can tell that despite, you know, getting the money from the fishermen and being glad that he's getting his own cut. So he's a little bit of prejudice towards them. which We'll get more into that in a little bit. That's just an early dealing with Arlong there. And then we cut back to Nami and she's walking up to one of the gates. And as she's walking to the gates, there's this boy, little boy, looks like he has an apple hat. He's shaped similar to like the boys in... Um, Usopp's town, but he's definitely not the same boy because it's a different island. But he raises a little sword to her. He starts by saying, I'm going to avenge my father's death by killing Arlong. And she's like, what the hell? After this kid kind of goes on his little tirade rant, Nami's just like, get out of my way. She hits him down with a pole that she pulls out, like an attack pole or like a staff. But she throws a bundle of cash at him. He's like, kid, just get out of here before you get hurt, kind of a thing. Kid runs off, but Nami enters and everyone's kind of excited that Nami's back and... You know, it is clear that we're starting to figure out why she's stealing cash. It's to 
feed into Arlong and help his crew. But everyone is happy that Nami is back because that is always good tidings for their, their dealings in the East Blue. And then another cut because we're trying to keep track of everyone in this episode. Kind of a thick one. So now we cut to a few people we haven't talked to in a minute, and that is Zoro, Usopp, and Johnny. So they enter uh, on their ship, more or less, close enough to Arlong Park. And the first thing they want to do is to make sure that the Gold Mary is docked on the coast. Zoro is like, you know what? Who the fuck cares? Let's just go right in there, figure it out, and get Nami back. And Usopp and Johnny are like, what are you talking about, my dude? Like, why are you going to rush in there? So much to the point. He's like, ah, I don't want to think now. I'm just following the captain's orders, right? And Johnny and Usopp look at each other as like Zoro's going on just like a rant about just like, no, 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 let's just go do it. They kind of give him like an anime bump on the head with a frying pan, I think. And then when Zoro wakes up, he is tied to the back door of the ship or the door that leads to the uh the innards and he's just like oh man like there's clearly a conflict of interest there but Johnny and Usopp do not want to just rush into things so now now that they've arrived here uh they dock east of the actual entrance so to paint a picture in your head as well on the island where I mentioned there's like the waiting pool area that's kind of like the cabana for Arlong's crew uh there's a couple sea gates there and that's kind of just the center focus whenever someone sails up. So Zoro, Johnny, and Usopp go a bit east of that. And they try to make port there. But eventually, as Usopp starts to go on a random rant about like, Ooh, we're here for Arlong now. Like, I'm going to be the one to defeat him. And I'll call my adventure the Great Adventures of Cast and Usopp. Because this is technically... Because the Barati is not an island. The Barati is just a different place, mind you. So this is technically Usopp's first time being on another island. Or at least another island in his like, current journey. So while this is happening, though, he's going on a rant. Him and Johnny spot some fishmen off the coast. They're like, oh shit. They clearly know how strong fishmen are. So while Zoro is just tied up on the ship, they're like, you know what? Let's bail. Let's cower out. And they just swim away and Zoro is like, what the fuck? Because they're trying to use Zoro as a distraction at that point. Mostly humorously, but they're not abandoning him, but they're also abandoning him. So that's kind of a thing. At this point, they just become separated. Johnny and Usopp are disappointed, but like showing fake disappointment. Because as we will learn, Usopp kind of has one of those like coward, but he's got it where it counts personalities. And that's just part of his traits. And that's worse to overcome that. But Johnny and Usopp then swim ashore to a little space called Gosa Village. But when they get there, because they're like, okay, maybe we can get away from the fishmen and look for who else is here. But they get out of the water, get into the town, and the town looks like it's been completely messed up. Most likely due to one of Arlong's attacks. And he's like, yeah, this is what I was talking about. This is the strength of the fishmen. And this is also why so many people like get so far in the grand line, because you just you meet all kinds out there. Usopp's like, man, this is crazy. A random fishman comes up behind him. And he's just like, oh yeah, this beast called Momu is the one responsible for this, all this instruction. Johnny was already walking around, so he sees Usopp about to get caught. So Johnny hides as well. The fishman recognizes Usopp from earlier when they were passing by on because the fishmen were on land and the boat was passing when Usopp was, you know, going on his rant on the boat. He's like, wait a second, I've seen you before. But then out of nowhere, that same kid who bothered Nami earlier comes up too and is like gonna bother Usopp. But then another woman intervenes, this woman with really odd, striking light blue hair comes in. She hits the kid, and she's like, hey, not all human strangers are loyal to Arlong, and he probably means no harm. And as the fisherman searches for them, Usopp pulls out his slingshot and prepares an attack. So she keeps trying to tell Usopp, like, hey, don't don't attack the fishman. You're just going to cause more trouble. And she's trying to get the kid to go away, too. But yeah, so she takes them back to the house, and then we will carry on more from there but again another jump because there's just a lot of jumps in this episode because now we have several groups we're following we are back to luffy sanji and yosaku and they are just like ready to eat they can see the food in the window everything smells good but there start to be weird cuts of what looks like to be some shadowy figure moving under the water that's also headed in the direction of arlong park like they are so if you flash back to the park it seems like hachan is now at the gate with all his octopus hands, and he is trying to feed a certain creature. So it's kind of implied that whatever creature is floating under Luffy and Sanji and Yasaku is the creature that Hachan is trying to feed in return. So even though he's feeding there, why why is he feeding on the boat? Oh, it's because 
you know, the three shipmates, they are very unsuspecting of the fact that they are about to get run up on by this giant sea monster. But it's because Sanji's cooking smells so good out in the sea that, you know, creature would not, you know, go all the way back to Hachan when it's like, there's food right here. Why would you come back? Or why would you waste the time swimming all the way over there? So anyway, Sanji's going off on a random rant. He's like, I hope all this meal practices so I can someday, someday have a date with Nami on my own or something like that. He's just going off on plenty of cringe tangents, but everyone's eating, finally. Everyone's enjoying their food. Sanji's sipping wine. Luffy and Yasaki are arguing over food. And that scene cuts off for a second with the, the shadow of the sea monster lurking under them still. So flashing back to Zoro, finally. Uh, he is still bandaged up, and he has been brought to... Arlong's fortress. They begin to interrogate him for his motives. And he's just like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm here. I'm searching for this woman. And he's just like looking down on Zoro. He's like, like, how do you how dare you talk back to me? You know, but Zoro, it, it's just two the budding of heads for two very contrasting personalities here. But Arlong is definitely on a trip about how am I gonna let a human talk to me? Fishmen are just like genetically superior, more or less, is what he's saying. We're just we're stronger, we're better. Why do I have to listen to humans who are always against us anyway? Especially the fact that, you know, we can breathe on land and in water. So what, what are y'all doing? He goes off on a bit of a... Uh, there's a word for it. Just The word is escaping me, but... Uh, Arlong is definitely happy to be a fisherman, is the, the gist of the conversation, to put it as lightly as possible. But then Nami... Because she is a human, is there and is, you know, kind of makes a poke at Arlong. It's like, hey, hey, come on now. Like, they're smart humans too. And she's like, you guys wouldn't be here if I wasn't contributing my knowledge to the situation. And Zoro's like, oh shit, it's Nami. Hey, what are, we, what are you doing? What's going on here? And it's Arlong asks Nami, he's like, oh, do you know this guy? And she's like, yeah, just someone else I tricked. And Zoro's like, huh, okay. He's like, well, I always knew your love of money was a little weird, but this is this is sad to see your true colors like this, at least from what they know. She shows Zoro on what I believe is her left left shoulder is the Arlong Pirates tattoo mark. And that everything she's done up to this point was nothing but a sham. And it was also they would buy into it and she could steal their money. She is, in fact, Arlong's navigator. And yeah, she looks on Zoro kind of just like in a pitiful manner. And that's kind of where things cut off is... A lot that happened in this one, but like I said, this is we start to see cuts back and forth because of all the different groups. I don't know. What do you guys think here? It's a nice introduction into our uh, our next character, our next uh, bad guy. I don't know. Is he really? Is Arlong really a bad guy? But anyways, like it's our next uh, antagonist of the of the series. We have this. Fishman pirate named Arlong. So it's it's gotta be lit. Like it's fish people. I don't have too much to say for this one. It definitely is pretty packed though. Yeah, it was definitely as Slash said earlier, all of these cuts between the cast, I can only imagine how much it goes later on in the series. Besides, you know, unless they just split them all up or something. I will say watching it definitely flows a little better than the way that I'm reading it out from the notes I have. Mostly just because uh, maybe you get to see it happen fluidly. Like, I think the, the most key part and like, what you do get from watching it that you might not get from me just describing it. So, like, when I talked about Hachan, the octopus kind of, or the octopus crewmate for Arlong, when he was cooking... To try and get the uh, their big sea beast to come eat, it is shown that he is cooking, and you see cuts of the sea beast underwater. Like, oh, is it swimming toward him? Who's it swimming towards? But the no, of course not. It's like that. You you get to fully see that contrast of oh, Sanji's cooking, and that's what it's after. But he is also cooking, and you know, obviously, it's not going to go for him. It's going to go for Luffy there because they're out in the middle of the ocean. But Hopefully those kinds of contrast and, you know, comparative scenes aren't lost to my descriptions. But yeah, no, it's a pretty pretty thick chapter, but as, as this begins the Arlong Park arc, as it were, uh, lots, lots to introduce and lay down at first. Yeah, that is a hell of a lengthy episode. But you know what? We're going to keep going on. It has a new ending, too. Oh, that's right. 
It does have a new ending. That it does. 31 episodes later. Yes, sir. 31 episodes, and we get a pretty, uh, I don't know, what would you call it, a punk-themed kind of ending? No. No, I would I would not have said that. It reminds me of like some of the Naruto endings. It's definitely more upbeat than the previous one. I yeah. forget the name of this one. More upbeat. But it's, it's our first change in any kind of theme song. And it's more upbeat. Uh, it's just it's got a fun little video playing in the back where you see everyone as kids. And uh, yeah, not much more to it. But I, I, I had forgotten about this ending, to be quite honest, when I... Uh, when I was first doing my watch through, I figured I'd keep track of those a little better. I know most of the intros, like if you played them, I'd be like, oh, that's that one for that arc. But I actually forget what a lot yeah. of the endings sound like. So this might be a fun part of revisiting. Um, to be fair, the endings end after like uh, somewhere in the 300s or something like that. Oh, do they really? Huh. Yeah. Because I know that later in the yeah. show, something we haven't really talked about, but um the title card transitions in one piece so basically like the commercial break uh windows are actually pretty fun because they're usually themed after like each character their wanted poster will fly on the screen and yeah. then like uh like a jingle based off their character theme will pop in and for a while they took that out which was really sad but i think recently they've started to bring that back so um or at least in a similar fashion. That was one aspect to watching the anime that I always thought was very fun. So we'll stick with those for a while. But huh, I, I didn't realize they completely just dumped endings after a while. Yeah. I, I think they just kind of dumped them. They're like, oh, okay. Well, but the endings are still cool. There's some great, um, not not endings, beginnings. Sorry. There's some great beginnings throughout. So there's always that to look forward mm-hmm. to. I think that's you next, Steve. What's an ending but a new beginning? No. Oh, shit. That's deep. That's deep. But you know it's also deeper? Episode... The Ocean? 32. You're damn right. The Ocean is so goddamn deep. But you know what? Episode 32 is also pretty deep. And on that incredible segue I just did... Ha 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 ha. We're going to go into episode 32. Which of Kokoyashi Village, Arlong's female leader? So here we are. We're near Arlong Park. We're going through stuff. and We're not quite to Arlong Park. We're uh, out in the middle of the sea with Luffy and Yosaku and Sanji as they're out on their little boat. Well, you pan into Luffy and Yosaku. And they're kind of just fighting and bickering over some food. Luffy's kind of just hungry. And Yosaku's like, I gotta eat too, bro. That's the way things lay. However, there's this monster. Continues swimming underneath. Some would say, you should play the Jaws theme music here. But you know what? Who's to say if it's a shark? In fact, maybe it's a giant sea cow. Like... A, a, a giant sea cow? Steve, cows don't live under the sea. That'd be a very weird thing to expect, Steve. A manatee. Oh my gosh, it's a manatee. But it's not, it's a cow. But anyways. Quite literal. Yeah. Anyways, here we are. This uh, this cow just kind of peeks its head up out of the sea and sees Luffy's boat. Luffy sees it. Yosaku also sees it. And, uh... Sanji also comes out at just the right time, and he also sees it. And they're like, wow, this is a hell of a creature. All the time, Yosaku's like, oh my god, you guys, uh, he's like pretty spooked. And he's like, oh my god, this is this huge sea cow. Luffy's like, oh, I see why you're here, cow. Luffy just winds up one and hits the giant sea cow, and Luffy's like, that's right, you came for our food, didn't you? Well, there you go. There's a knuckle sandwich. Not the first time he's punched a giant fish. Yeah, definitely not. It's a, it's a rough day for uh, the sea cow and stuff like that. It's just uh, it's pretty pretty intense for it. 
Anyway, Sanji, he's seeing that there's a hungry creature. So what does our, our beloved Sanji do? He feeds it. And uh, everything's about to go well. Until psych! He kicks it. He doesn't feed it. He kicks, he kicks the sea cow. Sanji kicks a cow. That there's animal abuse right there. He's gonna try to steal the food. Hey man, use this cow's just hungry. Like, what do you expect? That's that. And then we pan back to the scene, back on the island, to what looks like crosses and tangerines are in the picture. It's like a good way to put this it's a nice little break from seeing characters but then here's our man Usopp as he wakes up in Noshiko's house and Usopp's just kind of like oh where am I okay um and this kid from previous before the kid is still hell-bent on killing Arlong revenge killing Arlong at that this man really wants his revenge Really, really badly. And Yasaku's like, well, if you're truly prepared to die, then go. I think that's uh, Noshiko, right? Pretty sure that's your pronounce your name, or like Najiko, the blue hair girl? Oh, yeah. Noshiko? Yeah. Okay. But anyways, she's kind of like, okay, you should uh, be a little patient with that, though. You never know what might come down and happen. To Arlong. Wink wink hint hint. We're going along doing our own thing and stuff like that. So I think Usopp. He's kind of just smart mouth and he says. For a chick with tattoos you're actually pretty sweet. Why don't you just insult her next time. Like be a little more direct with it. (laughs) No she goes kind of like yeah whatever. And uh, then they start talking and stuff like that. Noshiko tells Usopp that Nami is a member of Arlong's crew. Usopp's like, what? That's crazy. She can't be a pirate. She hates pirates. Like, how? Well, Noshiko talks about how her and Nami were orphans and they were adopted together. But they kind of just don't really go into that too much yet. And she's like, okay, well. So they're kind of connected in some way, safe or form. So it's like, okay. And Usopp remembers that they abandoned Zoro somewhere. And Zoro's just like, Zoro's just pretty pissed off at this point. He's like, man, these motherfuckers left me out to die. That's not entirely true. So we pan back into Zoro and Nami and they're over Arlong. Zoro kind of is watching Nami. He's kind of just being observant. And Zoro sees Nami's mask break as Arlong starts talking about her family. And they're kind of like, go along, go along. Our man Zoro. He makes his great escape, pushes himself backwards into the water in an attempt to escape. But you know what? Nami's like, oh, no, you ain't going nowhere. Dives in and pulls him back out. And it's just kind of like, why didn't you let me go? I thought we were friends. You know, Zoro gets caught back up and whatnot. And so it's just like, okay, whatever. It wasn't Zoro trying to escape as much as... Just bait. Yeah. So Arlong at that point was like, hey, Nami, kill this dude. And Zoro's like, she's not going to do it. And that's why it seems like he pushes himself. Ah, I see. Well, there you go, folks. The truth comes out. Zoro is pulled back out. And Arlong starts talking. He's like, you know, we know about your friend, your long-nosed companion. Yeah. We know about this long-nosed feller. He's quite the character, I'd say. In an attempt to find this long-nosed companion, um, Arlong goes out and visits Kokoyashi Village. And uh, he's looking around. He's searching for this man. Because this guy is pretty high up on his hit list. Like, not going to lie. Usopp is a wanted man. And uh, they come across this man named Genzo. He's just a a local villager, I would say. But he's been hoarding weapons. And so 
So we pan back into Noshiko and Usopp. And they're kind of just talking. Casually being about themselves. And uh, Usopp eventually learns that Arlong demands tribute from each of the 20 towns he rules over. If a single person doesn't pay, then he destroys the entire village. And he's just kind of shocked at that. He's like, wow, that's so cruel. How could a person do that? And Noshiko's kind of talking. He's like, well, Arlong thinks humans are just a subspecies. Like, they're kind of like swine. They're, uh, they're no good. That's kind of Arlong's thinking about it. Then we pan right back to Genzo and Arlong. And here we are. Arlong has found the weapons cache Genzo was hoarding all the weapons with. And Genzo's about to be punished. It's pretty clear. Arlong is not very happy about this. He's like, why are you hiding weapons from me? He's kind of just that kind of an ass. And Genzo's, he, he really kind of cautions people. And he's like, just don't do anything with the, the fishmen. Don't act anyway. Don't be resilient i guess would be a good word to say it so like don't egg on the the fish people it'll be all right we'll all be fine next thing you know usopp comes out of nowhere and just shoots arlong save genzo like here's gendo genzo preaching about like peace don't do anything be a little more docile and right out of nowhere comes usopp shooting some random Frickin' thing he has right at Arlong. And uh, you know what? Arlong's pretty pissed right now. Not gonna lie. If I had something shoot at me, I'd be pretty pissed too. So here's what Arlong does. Begins to single-handedly lift and destroy houses to try and kill Usopp. That's how powerful Arlong is. Arlong is beastly. I would say fishly, but it doesn't make any sense in this context. Although he is a fishman. Arlong is just filled with power. And he's lifting houses up by his one-handed and uh, trying to kill Usopp. But Usopp makes his escape. And he's going out. And he's running from the fishman. He's like, well, you guys could probably outrun me. But I can out. Well, he doesn't say outrun. It's like, well, you know what? You guys could probably outswim me, but I can outrun you because I'm on land. Usopp makes his great escape. Fishmen start chasing after him, leaving the village alone for now. Genzo gets off just barely, just by the skin of his teeth. So now, here we are. We pan back to Nami. Nami has arrived in Kokoyashi Village, and she's talking with some village mates, and I think she's actually talking with Noshiko as well, and she reveals... That there's this hundred million berry, what is it, kind of debt or agreement, I would say is a better word, that she's been saving up for to buy back her village from Arlong. So that's just kind of like, it gives you a little more insight into Nami. What is she planning on doing? Like, why is she go out and steal all this money and stuff like that? Well, here's your reasoning. So there's a nice big old price for the Kokoyashi village, which is 100 million berries. So if Nami gets 100 million berries, she can buy it back from Arlong. That's how we learn Nami's kind of motives, for most of it at least. Then we pan back to Zoro. And Zoro's just sitting in the high chair and stuff like that. And he's like, ah, I could live like this. It's kind of like a, a nice life. And you just kind of see that Zoro has beat up all the guards. He's still at Arlong Park. He's kind of just now waiting for Nami to come back to Arlong Park so he can sweep her up by her feet and take her back captive to their ship. He's just waiting, 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 waiting. Waiting some more, some more. We pan back to Luffy and Sanji, Yosaku, as they come up on the very distant of the horizon. 
There they see Arlong Park. And that's where we leave off with episode 32. The nice big old to be continued. So, what would you all think about the, the Witch of Kokoyashi Village? Like, what did you think of that episode? Yeah, I think it's cool that we finally start to get a little more context behind what's going on with Nami. So you can see that clearly she's, yeah, she's in it for the money, but it's money that she's using to pretty much buy off a land debt, it seems, which, you know, we'll learn about that as we go along. But also, you do see that maybe not everything is as cut and dry as we're being led to believe either, because you know, Zoro, who, you know, Mr. I just want to rush in the door and get rid of these guys, willingly throws himself in the water to kind of bait Nami out because he, he wants to say, you know, even though there's probably something serious going on here that they don't know about, that Nami might care for them still deep, deep down because of the time they spent together. So if anything, his gamble is proved right there, despite Nami kind of twisting it for her own cover-up in the end. But I guess that's kind of the point, is you see the kind of deception creation type person that Nami is. Yeah, for sure. The episode serves as a good example of Nami's reasons for what she does, basically. I'm sure we'll get more into it in the next few times we record, but showing the machine and the gears at work of Nami's decisions. Plus a little bit of Usopp doing Usopp shit on his own. But yeah, that wraps up for episode 32. I guess that leaves one more episode for the night, and that would be episode 33. Yep. Uh... Usopp dead? When is Luffy going to make landfall? So we cut back. Quick aside, just because I've noticed this, it's doing shorter, like, previously on segments, or cutting them out completely in the last six episodes that we watched. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yeah. that. It makes it a little smoother thing, besides me just, you know, skipping and then skipping and going through, like, okay, where's the actual meat? of the new episode start. But yeah, so we open up with Nami and she basically says, I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. (laughs) Piggybacking off of the last episode, she's like, Hey, it doesn't really matter what happens as long as I get my money. And then we buy back the village. We cut to Luffy, Sanji and Yosaku. And Luffy has forced the very hurt, See monster cow thing, Momu, to drag the boat along to Arlong Park. So they're going a lot faster than they would have beforehand. You see another cut as you go to Arlong, still really, really fucking pissed about Usopp, shooting him with his little pellet smoke. It's like a flash bomb type thing, right? Yeah. Kind of something like that. Yeah, explosion star, I think is how they translated it. Arlong, being a fishman supremacist, is like, God damn it, how did we let these humans attack us? I can't stand this shit. And you see Usopp, who is being chased by other fishmen, and he's using guerrilla tactics to sneak away like he's throwing up fake decoys of himself and like throwing his voice and stuff like that. The fishmen follow what they think is Usopp, but... It's a trap than a trap, basically, because, oh, this kid's stupid. We obviously know it's him. And then, lo and behold, suddenly, they're incapacitated for a little bit. So he's able to sneak away, and he reaches a cliff. The fishmen are still able to track him. He very comically bends his body in weird ways so that he fits perfectly behind this tree, but no one else can see that he's there. And they're like, oh, I guess he must have gotten away. I guess we have to go back home. He's all relieved, and he tumbles down a cliff. And a fisherman named Chu is interrogating a Kokoyashi villager, and they're shaking him like, we know that you know who these people are. And the villager's just like, we promise. I've never seen this man in my life. Doing a whole denial routine. And then 
they both just happen to see Usopp falling down the cliff into a pile. And the villager's trying to warn Usopp. He's waving his hands around because the fishman, Chu, is going in the water to swim undetected towards Usopp. And Usopp's like, yeah, yeah, I am fine. Thank you. Thanks for asking. And the fishman pops up out of the water in front of him. And Usopp's like, oh. And that is how Usopp's captured. So we cut back to Zoro, who is still on the throne, waiting for Luffy. Bored as hell. And he hears singing, I believe. I'm trying to remember exactly how that goes. Either way, he sees the octopus fishman, whose nickname is Hachi, at least in the dub. And he's sitting there fishing, having a conversation with himself because he ended up hooking himself on the line. And he looks and it's like, oh, hey, are you here for Arlong? And Zora's like, uh, yeah, sure. Oh, well, cool. Well, Arlong left to Kokoyashi. If you're a guest of Arlong, I guess I can just take you to the village. So they have Zoro jump into the big pot urn thing that they use as like a cab, basically. And he takes Zoro to the village. Literally right before Arlong gets back to Arlong Park, he sees that, hey, all of his fishmen guardsmen are beat the fuck up. And that's when one of the dying guards like crawls over to Arlong. It's like, Zoro. It was Zoro. And Arlong's like, holy shit. We had the famed pirate hunter, Zoro. Arlong is going around like, god damn it. How did we lose him? And in the next beat, Usopp is thrown at Arlong's feet like, hey, we got this one. Arlong says, hmm, this has got to be one of Zoro's subordinates. And Usopp's playing along, sure. I wouldn't say subordinate. We're together, but Arlong says, well, if you're together, I guess we should just kill you to bring Zoro to us. And Usopp's like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. What if, instead of killing me, you kept me alive to bring Zoro to you? And they're talking about that like, we could just kill him. It'd probably be better if we just killed him. And that leads into a debate over, wait a minute, how did Zoro even get away anyway? Because one of the fishmen, and his name is Karubi, I believe. So he comes over with Zoro's ropes that were binding him. They're definitely cut. Someone let him out. I think it was Nami. They're all like going around like, fuck that bitch. She's a human. <laughs> Nami shows up and is like, hey, you assholes, I'm right fucking here. Fuck you. I didn't let him get away. I can't believe you'd say that after all of these years. Eight years and seven million short, you think I'm just going to betray you now? Arlong says, yeah, you've got a point. That same suspicious fishman who had the ropes is like, oh yeah, then what about this? And he shows this map that he found while rummaging through Nami's room. And she's pissed. I can't believe you'd betray my privacy like that. Nami says, it's not any treasure. It's just the location of Kokoyashi village. Yeah, they're all arguing about Nami's loyalty. And Hachi comes back. He pops up. Hey, everyone has it. Oh, oh my God. What the fuck happened here? And he sees... <laughs> Everyone dead, and he's freaking the fuck out, like, oh my god, what happened? Why is everyone dead? And I think that's literally actually what he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's there, and they're like, Zoro killed them. And they all, everyone makes that, for lack of a better word, that Oda face. When they hear, you gave Zoro a ride to the village? And he's like, well, yeah, he said he was a guest of Arlong. And they're all like, ah. <laughs> That's all happening. Usopp sees that this is a possible distraction that he can use. So he tries to buy time by attacking the fishman. He reaches for a slingshot, and Nami stops him with her staff. Just like, immediately puts it together, whacks the shit out of him. It draws everyone's attention. Like, oh, you really were a traitor all this time, weren't you, Nami? It sucks, but you're not going to stop me. Something along those lines. So he fires another little pellet. And it's a smoke bomb. And all of the fishmen, I think it's because of their heightened senses or whatever, but they are completely rendered 
immobile for a time being. They just don't find him as easily as Nami seems to, because Nami, like, immediately finds him in all of this smoke and stabs him before pushing him into the pool, which I'm just going to call it a drowning pool because everyone just keeps falling into it and seemingly dying before, you know, whatever happens, happens. But somehow the smoke clears exactly at that time. So Johnny, off standing at the gate, is able to see Big Sisnami stab Usopp. At least that's what he sees. And he's crying like, I can't believe this major betrayal. All the fishmen are like, well, shit. Guess we were wrong. Nami's fucking cold-blooded now. And she says, hey, Arlong, everything is business. You better keep your end of the bargain. We're not friends. It's about this point in time that Momu, still dragging the boat along behind him, crashed into like a seawall by Arlong Park, and for some reason it cuts away from that immediate aftermath back to Nami. But you see Nami going to her room, and she reminisces about the first time she got to Arlong Park, where Arlong's saying, hey, this is your room, here's all these books and maps. Go crazy. Cut back to the boat, and we see it getting launched, and it's flying over land, and as that boat goes whizzing by, everyone's just like, oh my god. And Luffy says, hey, it's like we're flying. And everyone is saying, we are flying, literally. We're gonna fucking die. And they're going along, going through the forest, kind of. And that is when they hit Zoro, and they drag him with him at that time. Kind of surprised that he didn't get injured at that point, but you know, anime, I guess. So they're dragging Zoro along with him, and the G-forces, for lack of a better term, are keeping Zoro pinned to the front of the boat as they're flying and flying and flying until the boat crashes. And you see the little crater from the boat crashing. Somehow everyone is fine. They get out. They're just kind of jumbled around a bit like, oh, man, this is fucking terrible. Hey, where's Usopp? And Zoro's like, holy fuck, Usopp, that's right, he's in danger. And he is starting to run but is immediately stopped by a crying Johnny who gets closer and is just, it's too late. Big Sis Nami killed him. She's a traitor. She's part of Arlong's crew. And everyone has that <gasps> type of reaction. Not only did Nami betray them by stealing the ship, that's one thing, but now she killed Usopp? Which is when we cut to a mysterious figure wearing a cloak, walking along the beach. Who happens to more than likely be Usopp? Let's be real about this. They're like, hey, am I a ghost? And that is where the episode ends. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I have many thoughts. About this episode? Yeah, I still have thoughts. <laughs> it's just a trippy episode. Honestly, like, you kind of look and... You're like, man, how... In the hell could Nami just end up killing Usopp like that? Like, she just end up stabbing him. Like, damn. Okay, Nami. See how it is. I see what happens to friendship. But, yeah, that's just me being me, I guess. But yeah, it was, it was a great episode. Good, good, good. I think you get more of a development... I think it's interesting that you see how Zoro handles trying to like go to response out of Nami versus how like Usopp handles it instead. That's always uh, an interesting contrast. Fun dumb fact too: this scene where you know, where Nami kind of takes the hit and then pushes Usopp away and lets him get out of there more or less. In one of the well, in the four kids dub, there's this really weird mix-up in the translation where they pawn it off as her stabbing Usopp with a rubber knife or some really weird shit. I don't know. I just always remember that as like a big point of like criticism because that's such a key moment where like she hurts herself instead of hurting Usopp, but they kind of play into it because she's doing her best to just get them away from her, not even save them, but well, save them in the sense that she's getting the, pushing them away so that they'll just leave her alone and she can just 
do her own thing and keep buying the village and not have to worry about these people that she might have come to care about over time. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see more developments and now everyone is on the island, so uh, shit's about to get wild. Yeah, wild. Yeah, so that's the end of today's episode. Steve, you have anything to plug? Uh, Yeah, we got some Twitter going on. It is at Steve Horniak. Horniak is H-O-R-N-Y-A-K. It's a fun time over on Twitter land, so go check it out. Lots of cool, weird shit happening there, so definitely check it out. And for me, if you would like to see things I say on the internet, my Twitter is at RobLink, R-A-W-B-L-I-N-K. And if you also like the video games and the Twitch streams, I do a little bit of that. Uh, Twitch.tv slash RobLink, same spelling. There you go. Okay, you can find me on pretty much all social media platforms with the handle at El Tubacabra. That's E L T U B A C A B R A. You can find the podcast with the handle at Reluctant Cruise on Twitter, Reluctant Cruise Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at reluctantcruise at gmail.com. Once again, our music is by Zach Gaston, who you can usually find with the handle at all bass all day bass like the instrument i don't know if i ever said that in the past episodes our art was done by at kagura underscore oni on twitter so that's k-a-g-u-r-a underscore o-n-i and yeah that's all we have have fun on the cruise syrup sandwiches no and syrup sandwiches and syrup sandwiches and syrup sandwiches i'm glad that at least Damn. one thing in every episode is able to be used as an outtake so far <laughs> i really enjoy it take out